Over the past few years, I have asked you guys to give me a rating and review. And if you've done that, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. It's so helpful. But if you haven't, I get it. I kind of get it. Like, I'm asking you to go and click on this thing and then like, how do I do it? And then I have to come up with some kind of a review and I don't know what to say and I'll do it later, right? I, I get it. I've, I've kind of been there before. I, I know exactly how you feel. And so I'm not asking you to do that now, okay? What I'm asking you to do now is so easy. Anybody can do it and it literally takes like one second. Go into whatever you're listening to, whether it's Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on, they all have it, and just click on the subscribe button. Just subscribe. It takes one second. You don't have to be creative. You don't have to come up with a review and write it all out and you know be self-conscious about it. Just hit that subscribe button. That would be so, so, so impactful for me. And if you're enjoying this and getting a lot out of it, that would mean the world to me. It really would. And it's so easy. Anyone can do it. Like, let's literally stop listening right now. Stop listening. Go and do it. That's how much it means to me. Nobody ever asks you to leave their show and stop listening for anything. But I'm asking you to stop listening right now. Go and just quickly subscribe. Come right back and take a listen. That would mean the world to me. I would really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. And I really appreciate it. Thanks. I do think you can go pretty much all in on real estate, even while you're getting your degree. I mean, let's not act like there aren't 24 hours in the day and that you can't study, go to school and do real estate investing. You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now your host, Mike Simmons. All right, guys, thank you for joining me on Just Start Real Estate. I appreciate you being here. I am super happy to be here with you and bring you another live Q&A. This one actually wasn't live. I pre-recorded it. But listen, if you're listening to this on my podcast, you don't care if it was pre-recorded or not because you're not listening live anyway. But it was a good one. We had some great questions sent in and we answered them. We talked about a lot of stuff, including uh, whether or not you should quit college if you're a college student to pursue real estate. Uh, this particular particular person had done three deals already and uh, grossed about $70,000 in profits, and they want to know if they should quit and go full-time. I gave my full answer on that uh, as a real estate investor and as a dad. So you get kind of the full Monty there in terms of what answer you think I may be giving. You may be surprised, but maybe not. So the other questions we talked about were uh, paying 1099 employees to do door knocking. Does that make sense? And we also talked about meetups and the value of meetups. Are they valuable? Should you be going to a meetup? What's the point? What do you do? How do you know when enough is enough? So we talked about that, guys. It was a really fun episode. It was a little on the shorter side, but I think you're going to enjoy it. So I give you guys my latest live Q&A. All right, we are back. I normally say at this point we are live, but uh, I am not live today. This is not a live uh, show. It's not a live Q&A. Uh, this has been pre-recorded. I'm actually... Uh, currently uh, traveling. I'm out of town right now uh, at an event. So I uh, wasn't able to do this live, and, but I wanted to put this up so that you could at least get the benefit of hearing the answers to questions that have been sent in to me. And sometimes we don't always get always you know a lot of live interaction. And so uh, if I didn't tell you, maybe nobody would know, but honestly, this is starting to pick up a little bit and people are, are tuning in and asking questions live. And I, I don't want to leave you hanging or, or uh, you know misrepresent the fact that I'm not here. So I'm not here live, but I am here for you to answer questions that you have sent in and I'm going to answer for you. And you can kind of, like I said, benefit from all that. So 
I apologize for not being live. I'll be back. I'll be back next week live again when I return. Uh, but again, guys, uh, we are in a weird market right now. And uh, if you don't know who I am, I'm, my name is Mike Simmons. I'm a real estate investor in Michigan. I've been investing in real estate since 2008. Start off as a house flipper. Did that for about six years. Had some success. Uh, decided to pivot my company a little bit and change the way that we did things and moved more into the wholesaling world. Got into buy and hold. I now do some lending. Like I said, I do a lot of wholesaling as well. So I can answer questions about all that for you. And I've been doing this, like I said, now since 2008. And I've seen some weird stuff. Obviously, 2008 was really weird. 2009, 2010. Those those years were, were really crazy. And we're kind of moving into a another time that's, that's interesting. I don't think it's going to be as volatile and crazy as 2008. But it is different. And so we have to change with the, with the market. We have to change with what's happening in our market, both real estate market and our economy, right? We know interest rates are up, house prices are going down. It's just, it's a weird time. And so hopping on calls like this and talking to someone who's been through some of these market cycles can be and should be really beneficial if you take advantage of it. But during these times, we have to get leads. Leads are it never changes, right? 2008, 2010, 2015, 2020, and now 2022 at the end here. Getting leads into your business is always, always critical. You have to. Leads are like oxygen. I always say it. Leads are the oxygen of your business. And just like your body, you can't survive without oxygen very long. Some of us can hold our breath for a minute. Some of us can hold our breath for five minutes, maybe even longer. But nobody can hold their breath for a day or two days, or a week, or a month. And so you shouldn't be waiting very long to get leads in your business, or your business is dying. So to that end, I think direct mail is one of the most fantastic ways to get leads into your business. One of the most reliable, predictable, and scalable methods that there is. And if you aren't doing it, you should be. If you are doing it, then you probably could make some tweaks and actually make it much, much more profitable. To that end, I've created a marketing, uh, direct mail marketing, course. It's a five video course. It's 100% free to you. All you have to do is go to winningdirectmail.com and you can grab your copy of it or you can go to my website mikesimmons.com and forward slash winning direct mail or just go to mikesimmons.com on the front page fill out your information it's right there on the front page of mikesimmons.com so you can go there and get it as well so i suggest you guys do that <clears throat> and start doing direct mail if you're not doing it and start doing it better if you are doing it okay let's dive into the questions today there's i'm there's only three of them so it's going to be a relatively short um short q a session here but there's some good questions. So I'm excited to answer these, um, but it won't be as long as normal. We may, we may be done here in 15, 20 minutes. So we'll see. All right. <clears throat> First question. And I apologize. I'm fighting a cold as well. So I'm not, uh, not going to try to cough or clear my throat anymore. And I have to, but I might have to. All right. First question. I am considering not completing my college degree to go all in in real estate investing I've done three fix and flip deals, averaging $23,000 in profit. Any advice? All right. As a dad, uh, my first instinct is to say, don't quit college. Um, but that could be an instinct that's a little bit antiquated, a little bit out of, out of date. So here's the first question I would have. And this is not a live question, so I can't get feedback. But for those of you listening who maybe are in the same position, you're maybe not going to go to college, you're going to quit college or whatever it is. You've done three deals averaging $23,000 in profit. What is that? $69,000 in revenue. It depends on where you are in college. If I'm just giving you my personal opinion, it's where it depends on where you are. If you're 
just you know halfway through your first year of college, then I think the impact of quitting and going into real estate is very, very low, meaning do it, in my opinion. I would, I would say do it because if something doesn't work out in the next few years, you're still in your early to mid-20s by that point. And you can go to college. There's nothing wrong with that. You can go back. You can always change your mind. But I'm thinking if you've done three deals averaging $23,000 in profit, you're well on your way. You, you sort of get the, the basics and you will improve and get better over time. So I would say go for it. Don't, don't finish. Go for it. If you're halfway through your senior year in college, then just out of being a finisher, like I would say, complete your college degree. Get your degree. You only have a half year to go, right? Get your college degree and and then do go into real estate if you want. That's fine. Or continue your real estate journey. Um, so those are easy answers. You're in your first semester of college. Go for it. Just just go for real estate. Just, just go all in and, and dive in and go for it. If you're in your senior year, halfway through, like for goodness sakes, you only got probably one semester to go or two at the most, right? So I say finish, just just get it done, right? Don't don't have a project that's 98% complete and, and walk away, like just finish it. Like it just will feel good to finish it. If you're halfway in between, if you're in your sophomore year, junior year, that's a, that's a little bit tougher decision. Um, it also depends maybe on who's paying for it. If your parents have paid for the first two years, and you're thinking about quitting, you're you're flushing somebody else's money down the drain. If it was your money and you want to quit and you feel very strongly about real estate and that's what you want to do, I really don't have a problem with that either if it's your money. Um, you know, if it's loans or whatever and you're paying it, fine. If your parents are paying for it, it it's a different dynamic. You, you, you're not, now you're not making a decision about whose money, about wasting your own money. You're making a decision to waste somebody else's money. And they may be your parents and they love you, I'm sure, but I doubt they'll be super excited about you throwing away, you know, if, it, if you've been there a couple of years, maybe, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 worth of uh, college tuition. I, that, that feels a little disrespectful and rude and sort of a, a, just not the person that I would want to be if it was me. Because here's the great thing. You can flip houses and go to college. I flipped houses with a full-time job and children at home, right? Like I, you can flip houses with other things going on. It doesn't have to be a full-time thing because if you can flip a house or two or three a year while you're in college, A, it pays for your college probably or and more. And B, it doesn't slow you down really. In a couple of years, you go all in. When you're in your late teens, early 20s, and I'm not sure exactly how old you are, but when you're in that age, you sort of feel like it, you're farther along in your life than you are. In other words, you feel like, oh, man, I got to do this or I'm going to miss out. Like, seriously, for the first half of your 20s, and, and people would argue probably your entire 20s, but at least for the first half, it almost you can't really screw up too badly because you're just so early on in the game. Like. If you just screw all your decisions up in your early 20s in terms of career and, and college and what degree you want to get, like people change degrees all the time in your early 20s, like who cares? Because by 25, if you had to just start all over from scratch on what you wanted to do with your life, there's it's it's so there's no impact on the rest of your life. It's just really little impact. Right. So late in your senior year, don't quit early in your freshman year, quit. If you're somewhere in the middle, it's a decision. And I think part of the decision is who's paying for it and whose money did you waste for the first couple of years of your of your degree. Um, that all being said, I'm less uh, insistent. I, you know, when my kids were younger, 
I was insistent that they go to college. I, I just, there was no if, ands, or buts. College was a must. I don't think that the world we're living in necessarily requires a college degree to be successful and happy. As a matter of fact, I know that it doesn't. If you want to be a doctor, you've got to get a degree, right? If you want to be uh, whatever, a lawyer, you've got to get a degree. But if you want to run your own business, you certainly don't need a degree. I got a degree later in life. I got, I got my four-year degree in my 30s. And I don't think it's helped me get to where I am in business at all. And I got a business administration degree. It allowed me early on to get a job that required a degree. So that was good. But as far as my real estate business and running it, I, it doesn't really impact. It does, I, I would be just as successful in real estate if I didn't have a degree. <clears throat> but what college does teach people, and I think one of the biggest benefits that people don't always talk about with college is it, it teaches you how to start and complete something. And that's ironic because we're talking about quitting, right? But it's follow through. It's working with a team because a lot of times in college now, as opposed to maybe 20, 30 years ago, a lot of projects are team-based. And so you learn to work with teams, you learn to lead, you learn to follow. All that's really, really good. I like the follow through of college. But like I said, if you just started, I, I think leaving is not the end of the world. But if you're you know, through your junior year, halfway through your senior year, whatever it is, I think there's some value to finishing, completing that, closing the book on it and moving on. It's low impact in terms of how long it might delay you from really being, you know, going all in on real estate. But I do think you can go pretty much all in on real estate, even while you're getting your degree. I mean, let's not act like there aren't 24 hours in the day and that you can't study, go to school and do real estate investing. I, my daughter was working a full-time job as a um, uh, working full-time job in a school system and also uh, private pra practice social work. So she had like two jobs and she was flipping houses as well. So I, it can be done, right? You just have to, re you have to decide how much you want to do it and how much it means to you and maybe not going out with your friends for, you know, a few years to a lot, or I'm not saying never go out with them, but like, you know, having to say no to fun once in a while so that you can pursue real estate while you get your degree. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I like the idea of finishing school, but if you're very early on, I don't necessarily see a reason to spend four more years on something that maybe you don't want to do when you already have. And if, by the way, if you had said, I had never done anything in real estate, I have never flipped a house or anything, but I'm thinking about quitting school and doing it full time. I would say absolutely not. I don't care if you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, it doesn't matter. Keep going to school, keep doing that. But you have already done three deals that has netted you $69,000. You've already proven you can do it, right? You've gotten over the biggest hurdle of all, getting started and being profitable. And so I think if you're early on, there's it's it's not a it's not a huge deal to stop now. But you just have to realize whose money is being wasted on whatever amount of time you've spent in school and, and take that in consideration and be respectful of whoever that was. If it was your parents, then you know, be respectful of that. Talk to them. And if they're like, hey, quit. We're we're excited about you doing real estate and we have no problem with you quitting school. That's that's great. Good. That's awesome support. And, and then go for it. Um, but remember, it is it is somebody else's money if it is somebody else's money. So that's my advice. Kind of long winded, but I think it's a it depends kind of a thing on a couple of questions that I posed there. But I think that's enough for you to make a, a decision with. All right. Next question. Let's see. What do you think of paying a 1099 commission employee to door knock properties 
that look distressed. I'm not seeing great success with cold callers and or mailers. Okay, um, I would say, <clears throat> number one, if you're not seeing success with mailers, grab my free course. Uh, go to winningdirectmail.com and get that course. Maybe you're doing the mailers poorly, possibly. Maybe not. It doesn't, you know, listen, everybody's, everybody's results are not exactly the same with mailers. I have coached people, I've mentored people who did mailers and it just wasn't a huge success for them and they just didn't get what they wanted out of it. And it's fine. It's not like a silver bullet. It doesn't work in every single situation. It has the highest probability of success of any type of marketing that I've seen. So that's why I highly recommend it. So go grab that course if you haven't. Otherwise, um, cold calling, I've never had great success with that. But your question was, what do I think of paying a 1099 commission employee to door knock? I have no problem with that. I don't think there's any marketing activities that I wouldn't pay someone to do if I got results. And so my answer to questions like this is always give it a try. Give it a try and see what happens. The problem with door knocking is it's very, very, very difficult to get sustainable, repeatable, predictable leads from door knocking. It's very tough and it's very hard to scale. Right. You can't go from knocking 100 doors to knocking 5000 doors. Right. With marketing, you can you can send out 3000 mailers and you get two deals and you go, great, I'm going to send out 10,000 mailers next week. Right. Like you can do that with door knocking. It's it's very manual and it's very hard to scale, but it's also inexpensive. Right. If you're paying a 1099 employee to do cold calling, for example, and you're like, hey, cold calling's not work, I am going to refocus their energies on door knocking. There's nothing wrong with that. I just think door knocking is like, it's a, it's to me, it feels more like a supplemental marketing strategy than a primary strategy. And what I mean by that is direct mail, PPC, for some people, cold calling is a primary strategy. They can start it, they can scale it, they can measure it really easily. And it's just very easy to sort of create a big machine that spits out leads with that type of marketing with with door knocking it's so manual and so like effort based that it's really hard to scale and probably probably and there's exceptions to everything i'm sure there are people out there who door knock as their primary lead source and their business is exactly what they want it to be and that's totally cool but i think generally speaking or in most cases from door knocking, if you get a deal a month, a deal every other month, maybe a couple deals every other month, that's probably best case scenario for, for that type of activity, which means it's a great add-on marketing thing. So maybe you're doing, let's just say you're doing mailers or somebody's doing mailers and they're getting a couple of deals a, uh, a month and they want to get another deal a month and they add door knocking. And then they maybe they want to get another deal and they add text messaging, right? Some Some marketing channels are just going to net smaller results. And uh, door knocking is definitely one of those that nets smaller results. But it's it's like, hey, if I can door knock and, and spend, you know, $1,000 a month paying someone to door knock, but on average, in the course of a year, it returns $2,000 a month, then maybe it's worth it, right? You're 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 getting your money times two with that effort, or maybe you get you you average three dollars three thousand dollars a month. Now it's a one to three investment. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So I say yes for sure. 
pay a 1099 commission employee to door knock. Absolutely. But don't expect it to be an avalanche of deals. Um, if it is great, but don't ex necessarily expect that, but just evaluate, give it a, give it a couple months. And if it's not getting the kind of returns that you think it should get, then, then stop. You know, it's like ev everything with marketing is testing. You have to test your, your hypothesis on what you think will work and what you, th you think can, can change uh, the game for your company. And if it doesn't do that, then then stop and and take those uh, resources and focus them somewhere else. So yeah, I think go ahead and pay them to do that. Absolutely. Just be willing to stop if it's not working and know what it is. It's, it's typically door knocking is a lower yield effort, meaning you're probably not going to do 10 deals a month or even five deals a month up door knocking. If you do, I, I would love to be wrong and I'd love to hear what you're doing. And in fact, I would definitely want to talk to you and find out how you're doing it because I just haven't heard of anybody doing door knocking and getting tons and tons and tons of deals. But if you're doing something that's not working now, changing them to something else like door knocking is absolutely fine. And just just evaluate you, evaluate what's happening and then change if you have to. Okay, next question. <clears throat> Many people advise going to as many meetups as you can when you're a new investor. What are my thoughts? Um, I, I think you should. As a new investor, you should be going to meetups. As, a, as an experienced investor, there's nothing wrong with going to meetups. I think that meetups typically are more beneficial for new investors. And I think they are actually very beneficial for new investors. You learn a lot. You meet who the players are in your market. And it's really, you know, it could be good information, good networking, I don't, there's no, no problem there at all. I think you should absolutely go. If you're serious about real estate, I think you should go. What you should also realize is there will probably come a point where going to meetups starts yielding you less and less net benefit. Meaning when you go, you're meeting the exact same people. You're having the exact same conversation. The content that's being presented, if there is content being presented, is sort of repeated and stuff you already know and it's not really helping you get better in your business and it's the same people and you just it's like becomes just a social club where you're just going and hanging out and if you want to do that by the way that's totally fine i think it's great making friends and hanging out it's great but if you're looking for a net benefit and return on investment of your time i think the return on investment is pretty high when you're a new beginner and as you get into this and start doing more and more deals the ROI in your time goes down and eventually becomes almost nothing. And so the only benefit of going at some point is to hang out with people that you know and like and talk real estate and have a good time and, you know, just treat it like hanging out with friends more than investing in your business. Because probably at some point, it's not going to be a great return on your time. But in the beginning, it is a return on your time. So I think you should go in the beginning, absolutely, for sure. And realize there's a lot of people there that will talk a good game. They'll talk like they know what they're doing and they're in the business and they're doing deals. There's a lot of people who aren't really doing anything at those events. That's the other reason why eventually it starts to become something that isn't really a huge benefit because you realize at a lot of meetups, there are definitely some people that are smart, know what they're doing. They're active they're they can give great advice and maybe even mentorship in a lot of cases which is awesome there's also a lot of people that go to meetups that are either flat out lying about what they're doing or they're giving the impression that they're doing more than they're doing they're not necessarily lying but they're kind of talking a good game like like things are happening but 
It's not. And they just go there because they like the environment. They want to do real estate, but they don't really, you know, they're scared or, or they don't want to take that leap. They're nervous or whatever it is, right? They're just paralysis analysis, but they go because they like talking shop. So just realize it is what it is. But if you can find great people, maybe there's an investor there because investors do go there, right? They, they go there, people who have money to spend, they go there to find people that they want to invest with. And the reason why people invest uh, with certain people is because they like them and they, they kind of like them personally, right? They, they trust them and like them personally. So going there and making connections and meeting investors and meeting lenders and all that, it could be absolutely great. I think there comes a point where it's diminishing returns, right? You just, you get to a point where there's not a real great business or financial reason to show up. It's just becomes maybe you've made friends there and you want to go and hang out with them. It's totally nothing wrong with that. Totally fine. But if you want to just ROI on your time, if you want to just be able to measure the, the, uh, the return on that time spent high in the beginning, low in the end, that's pretty much what I would tell you. All right, guys, that's it. All, that's all I have for this week. I told you it'd be a little bit of a shorter uh, session here, uh, but please go to MikeSimmons.com. Grab my direct mail course. It's absolutely free. I think it will help you get better or get started. Either one, whatever you need, it, it'll be there and uh, it'll help you. If I charge for it in the future or if I take it down off of my site, you will still re uh, retain access. You'll have access to it. So go and grab that so you have it in the future if you ever want it. No harm in that. So go and grab it and uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right, see ya. All right, I hope you enjoyed that. Remember, I do these Q&As live on Facebook on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. I hope you enjoyed this. Tune in next week for another installment of live Q&As answering your questions. Okay, until next time.